and welcome to the Sacred City Life podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. Today I have pastoral resident Bryce Amix. How's it going? In the house. <laughs> and deacon of worship Joel Bickford. Hello. Yes. And today we're going to do a Theology for Everyone podcast, and I'm really excited, guys. Are you excited, Bryson? I'm pumped. Joel? So pumped. Never See, been more pumped. I could tell Joel was pumped. You know how I could tell? No. No, because no, you can never tell if Joel's pumped. <laughs> right? I'm lying. You have no idea. All right. I sat uh, up a little bit yeah, on yeah, the couch. Exactly. He raised an eyebrow. I saw an eyebrow raise. <laughs> No, I'm pumped because we are talking about Jesus Christ, the mediator. That's the title of the chapter. Um, I'm excited about this chapter. We're going to get into some Christology, um, studying different aspects of who Jesus is. If you don't know, Theology for Everyone, we're slowly working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith, um, a little systematic theology. The whole point is here is for us to become better theologians. We understand God, we understand Jesus, we understand the Holy Spirit, and if we understand them more accurately, we can even, you know, uh, experience them uh, more accurately. Let's just say that, because if I don't understand what Jesus has done for me, I won't actually approach him the way the scripture tells me to approach. I won't worship him the way the the scriptures tell me to worship him, because I don't understand what he did for me, right? Um, and so we want to understand Jesus more accurately ourselves and also so we can teach our kids and our friends and the disciples that we're making. So buckle up. If you've got your little pocket Puritan Westminster Confession of Faith, you can crack that open. We're in chapter 8, article 1. Let me read it. It pleased God in his eternal purpose to choose and ordain the Lord Jesus his only begotten son to be the mediator between God and man. The prophet, priest, and king. The head and savior of his church. The heir of all things and judge of the world. Unto whom he did from all eternity give a people to be his seed and to be by him in time redeemed, called, justified, sanctified, and glorified. Boom. Boom. Okay. That's article one. We've got a lot of scripture proofs. We could go to all the scripture proofs, um, but I think that would take that would take a lot of time. So I think we're just going to go through this and um, kind of like line by line, word by word, and just talk about it. So we see the first three w- words here, it pleased God. Yeah. What does that make you think of, Joel? Yeah, we, hopefully this one sounds a little bit familiar. We probably use this in a profession of faith probably three to five times a year, so maybe not super familiar to people, but that that line always strikes me, <clears throat> that God is happy in himself, yep. but this particular doctrine that we would call, it, 
I said, it just brings a smile to his face. Like I could see them, the Trinity con- con- concocting the plan of redemption mm. and saying, that's great. You yes. Know, that's amazing. Yes. <clears throat> and God, everything God does is for his own pleasure mm-hmm. because he's God, right? And so he did this out of his own pleasure. Yeah. He's happy and he did this out of his own pleasure. And so um, people get this idea of, you know, God is this angry bully in the sky. Yeah. But all of this, God did because it pleased him. Yeah. So it pleased God in his eternal purpose to choose and ordain the Lord Jesus, <clears throat> his only begotten son, to be the mediator between God and man. <clears throat> they have the word mediator capitalized. So mediation is what happens when you have a mediator um, mediating <laughs> between two parties, right? So you have, you have, a, you have a, a middle man. You have someone in between two parties that are opposed or two parties that are trying to work something out, and you have somebody who can represent both, either, either represent both equally or equally invested in both or you know, not invested in either one, and so it could be a, a third party. It says it was God's pleasure and his eternal purpose. So think about this, guys. Before... God created the world. He decided to send Jesus. Yeah. Do you realize what that means? It means like sin was in his plan. Yeah. Like he hadn't even created anything. There was nothing that could rebel. There was no sin yet. And yet in his eternal purpose, he planned to send Jesus. He chose and ordained to send Jesus. And Jesus said, yep, I'll go. Let's do it. You know, this was his plan A. This was his plan all along to show off his glory through basically giving us grace. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, his only begotten son, okay, begotten, not made. Remember that? Um, To be the mediator between God and man. Okay, let's keep, well, what, what does the mediator look like? Well, that's the mediator, the middleman. Um, he is God in the flesh. Yeah. So he's man. And we're going to talk about that in Article 2. He's fully man and fully God. Right. 100% man, 100% God, represents both of us. He, he's the perfect mediator. Yeah. Right? And this also reminds us that there's a problem to be mediated. Yeah. Right? So if we've been walking through these podcasts in the Westminster, kind of lay out the eternal glory of God. We talked about the fall of man and covenants for a while. Okay, well, now what? Yep. Who, who, how, 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 can we, how can we have this relationship? Yeah, and with the covenant, who's, who's the covenant fulfiller? Who's yeah. going to come fulfill the covenant, right? Yeah. The promise and, and get, give us the promises of the covenant because we are covenant breakers. Yeah. Well, that's Jesus. He's the mediator. <clears throat> the prophet. Okay, so they use, he, they've got a lot of, titles for him here. So he's mediator, then he's prophet, priest, and king. Okay, all three of those are offices from the Old Testament. <clears throat> Prophets spoke the word of God. They declared, thus saith the Lord, right? Jesus came and Jesus said, 
I say to you. <laughs> because he was the Lord. Yeah. So he's the... He's the prophet that all the prophets were pointing towards. He's the fulfillment. He didn't say, thus saith the Lord. He said, here I am. This is what I say. He's the prophet. Mm -hmm. He's the priest. The priests, again, kind of like a mediator, they stood between God and man. They made sacrifices to appease, uh, to turn away God's wrath, right? Um, and so they, they would to, to make sacrifices, do prayers, um, they were there to um, point people to redemption, point, like fix their relationship with God, right? So they would declare, or they would declare the word of God. They would um, perform sacrifices, all these different types of things. Yeah. Jesus is the ultimate priest. He's our high priest, <clears throat> is what Hebrews tells us. He brings us into the presence of God, but he doesn't do it through, through the the blood of bulls and goats, he does it through his own sinless, spotless blood. Yeah. And so he mediates <clears throat> for us as our high priest and he forgives us of our sins because of his perfect life, death, and resurrection. <clears throat> so he's a prophet. <clears throat> he is the word of God. He's a priest. He's a, our mediator and our high priest who pays the price for our sacrifice and also gives us his righteousness and in him we can enter into the presence of God into the holiest of holies yes. and he's also our king kings in the old testament all the kings were you know <clears throat> broken men they all had weaknesses they all had faults Jesus has none Jesus demands our um, loyalty we, we have no king but Jesus. And what he says, we believe. What he tells us to do, we do. <clears throat> so Jesus is the ultimate king. He's the king of all kings. So prophet, priest, and king, they go on. The head and savior of his church. <clears throat> He's the head of the body. Uh, the body is the church. The body is God's people. He is the savior of his church. Jesus saves the elect. Jesus saves those the father gave him. <clears throat> and look what it says here. And judge of the world. Does anybody have Act, Acts 17.31? It says, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Boom. So one day, <clears throat> every knee will bow and every tongue will confess yeah. that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the judge. And Jesus said the same thing in uh, the Sermon on the Mount. You know, he said, some are going to say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, right? We prophesied in your name, all this. He's like, depart from me. I never knew you mm. until we, you know, eternal fire, eternal punishment. And so Jesus isn't just, you know, the nice, soft lamb. He's also the lion. Yes. Right. In the book, book of Revelation. <clears throat> now, so 
that's who Jesus is. He's the only begotten son, the mediator between God and man, the prophet, priest, and king, the head and savior of his church, the heir of all things and judge of the world unto whom God did from all eternity give a people to be his seed. So from all eternity, God predestined those who were going to be his seed from the line of Adam, right? And not the, you know, uh, the seed of Satan, basically. So God has always had a people. It's not an accident that there's believers in the world. Jesus died for specific people, the elect. He did not hypothetically die or for people. like So like Jesus died, but hypothetically, nobody might believe in him in the future. Mm-hmm. And so his death would have been complete waste of time. That's not possible because he died for the elect. He died for those that God saves and God awakens in them and causes them to believe. And yes, they then choose God, but it is their salvation is all of God, right? Yeah. God predestined them from all eternity to be God, to be Jesus's people, right? <clears throat> I think maybe this is relevant um, just with the number of Christian leaders walking away. I mean, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but... Um, I feel like thinking of it through the saving is all of God's work. But now, like, I think what's equally important, but maybe forgot about a little bit, is that the keeping of God is God's work. Yeah. Um, because if it was left up to us, I was thinking through this last night, I think, I would walk away every time. Yeah. If, if I wasn't kept. So, I mean... So we see here, we see here, he says, and to be by him in time. So God gave them, God ordained this work to happen by Jesus in eternity before sin had even happened, okay? He ordained it to happen. Jesus died at a specific time, but right now over 2,000 years ago. But he but we are redeemed, called, justified, sanctified, and glorified in time. You know what I mean? So Jesus, got, it started in eternity, but then it, in actuality, it happens in time. Yeah. So Jesus, in one sense, Jesus saved me 2,000 years ago. I was saved 2,000 years ago yeah. when Jesus got up out of that grave. But in another sense, <clears throat> there was a spe- very specific time Whenever it was, when I either when I was a child or when I when I came back to faith when I was like seventeen in high school, where I was justified, right? I was, I I, I know I, I'd been called by God. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I was justified. I'm being I am sanctified positionally right now. I'm made righteous in Christ, but there's progressive sanctification too. He's right now still working on me. Yeah. By the grace of God, I am a better man, a more godly man today than I was last year, than I was five years ago, than I was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And by the grace of God, I'll be a better man in a year from now, in five years from now, in 10 years from now. So justified is the, that, that law language, you've been deemed righteous by him, set free. Sanctification is that process of now I'm making you into the image of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And not, but there is a positional aspect of sanctification too, because 
scripture says you were washed, you sure. were sanctified, yeah. you were. So there is like Jesus has accomplished this on the cross for us. So there's this reality that it is, it is a reality. Like I am in Christ and I am sanctified, but I'm also being, being sanctified. sanctified. So I'm also putting my flesh to death. I'm also growing in godliness. I'm also growing in self-control. I'm also pummeling my body and making it its like mm. I'm growing in that. Yeah. And the goal is glorification. And that's where it ends, glorification. <clears throat> that God is going to glorify us, <clears throat> turn us into some kind of dazzling creature, probably akin to, you know, like I've used before, the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. You know, that kind of radical change mm -hmm. where we will be without sin, <clears throat> we will be ourself, but we will be more fully ourself yeah. because we're we are our righteous self. Yeah. We're our holy self. Yeah. And we don't do that. We can't make ourselves into that. We can't make ourselves into new creation. We can't make ourselves into our glorified selves. This is something that Jesus will do <clears throat> uh, either in his second coming or when we go and we're with him in, in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's a question. So, yeah. Jesus on the cross <clears throat> says it is finished. So the work is done, the work of re redemption, salvation, all of this stuff that mm -hmm. we're just talking about. When I think of Christ as mediator or great high priest, there's still some sort of ongoing work. I know it's that scripture says he's seated, like he's seated mm -hmm. at the right hand of the father, but he's there pleading for us before the father. So there's still, a, there's, there's still a work, a work that he is doing before the father. Sure. On our behalf. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. <clears throat> because Satan is there too. Mm. Right. Yeah. And he's accusing the saints. Yeah. Day and night. Yeah. Before God. Mm. So, that's why Jesus is our mediator yeah. right now. He's still mediating. He's still, yeah. his, you know, until, so he accomplished our salvation and yet he hasn't set up his eternal kingdom yet. He hasn't consummated that kingdom. And so until he consummates it, he'll be mediating for us. And then he's going to throw Satan in the pit of fire and, um, <clears throat> and be done with that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he's, he is our mediator. He's our, he is our high priest. He is the one who, um, you know, when the enemy speaks lies and the enemy condemns, he's the one who reminds us of our salvation. He's the one who reminds us that we are righteous in Christ, that he is made all, he's making all things new, even us. And so he's, do, he's doing that on our behalf. And in a sense, because we're in Christ, we're there. We're there with him. Yeah. Like, hmm. he's doing that as our representative. He is flesh like we are. He is man like we are. And so he is the only one that is new, new creation, right? That glorified man. And he's in heaven right now as our representative, Yeah, you know, pleading our case <clears throat> and making sure we get where we need to go. Making sure we wind up glorified. <clears throat> There, so there's a line in here that says that, I mean, you can say, please God to make Christ the heir of all things 
um, which would mean that his inheritance would be all things, right? Right. So what... I know scripture talks about us now having Christ's inheritance or sharing in Christ's inheritance mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Does that include all things? Absolutely includes all things. So <clears throat> this is why the foolishness of worldliness. Worldliness <laughs> is pursuing the world yeah. and losing eternity. Okay? Christ likeness or being a Christian through the gospel, we get to enjoy, we get forgiven, we get to enjoy God, right? We get eternal life, we get heaven and new creation, okay? The whole world is getting remade. We get all of that and we get to enjoy some aspects of the world in a godly fashion here today, right? Mm-hmm. So when we get to heaven, you know, the new heavens, the new earth, that's our inheritance, dude. Like the whole globe, all, you know, all the culture, all the stuff that, that's getting brought into it, that's our inheritance. Mm-hmm. We get to reign with him, scripture says. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be lights out. And people who pursue worldliness here sacrifice all of that mm-hmm. for a little bit of the world now. Yeah. Of the broken world, mm-hmm. you know? And we still get to enjoy the world, some aspects of it, just not the, sin, not the sinful aspects of it, Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's sacrificing a huge inheritance for a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sin yeah. today. It's absolute foolishness. But again, I think a lot of people don't understand what heaven's going to be like or what new heavens and new earth is going to be like. And so they don't maybe realize what they're, what they're wasting. Yeah. You know, hmm. how, how good that inheritance is going to be. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, you know what? I think we might make this one a little shorter because I don't think we got time to do the second one. Yeah. So, um, hopefully this, you know, gave you some maybe new thoughts about Jesus or maybe sharpened some of those things you haven't thought very thought very much about. Maybe it provoked some questions. I know. Um, anytime we talk about election or predestination, people have uh, a lot of questions. So maybe you've got a question like that. Uh, send it to me, Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com, and I will do my best to answer it for you either by email or I can even answer it on the podcast. Um, but we just hope that this stirred your affections for Jesus because Jesus is the greatest reality in the universe. Yeah. Jesus is worthy of you giving your entire life for him. Mm-hmm. Jesus is worthy of you tithing and giving your money. Jesus is worthy of you, you know, spending a few days of your week at church with God's people as a member of his church. Jesus is worthy of you sacrificing some of the sexual, you know, dreams that you've got to be fulfilled outside of the context of marriage. Jesus is worthy of you fighting your sin and resisting the pull of greed and finding your identity and and the things of this world Jesus is worth all of that. And I want you to see that. I want you to pursue him. And I want you to find your true self in him and find your happiness in him because that's the only place you can be found. So I love you guys. Uh, I will talk to you soon. God bless.